What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a linguist. no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Hunt. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Okay, it is big broadcast. It is Coast to Coast. It is Bona to Bona on iHeartRadio today, and the music is going to overpower me until I get this wild move. Oh, it's such a fun day. You can hold this online at GKJGR.com. You can't even hear a guy that's saying right now because the music is overpowering me. I feel the music is overpowered, but... But it's only got 14 seconds left anyway, and then we are going to go to this. Even in grade school, I wrote, and my teachers encouraged me, so I kind of planted a seed, and um, I've always been creative. So when my company I was working for was sold and I lost my job, I just got out a book that I had written 25 years earlier and just worked on self-publishing which in in and of itself is a tremendous amount of work, but I enjoyed it. And um, I've built up a big, a really great team of illustrators and editors and layout people. And um, we've just enjoyed each other's company. So it's, it's worked that way. And one book just led to the other. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now you have got these incredible books. Tell us about, your books, because you've got a lot of them here. I started, it's a trademark series on the world, uh, the Tooth Fairy. The first one is the world's first Tooth Fairy ever. And it just chronicles how she started the Tooth Fairy tradition quite by accident. It was, it was no intention. Uh, she just stumbled upon it. And then she started the Tooth Fairy School, because all the other fairies wanted you know, the little teeth to do things with. And then um, she got a magic wand. Well, the latest book is Abella Goes to the Rodeo because Houston is a huge rodeo town. And um, I- I'm fortunate enough to meet a lot of the rodeo people because my husband's chairman of the board for three years for the rodeo. So I was able to meet some bullfighters and bull riders and just kind of wrote their stories through the eyes of the little fairy. It's... Um, it's a fun story, and, and kids learn a little bit about the rodeo and how it works and how long you have to stay on a bull to qualify, and uh, it's just a fun book. 
We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in her broadcast. Zane Carson Carruth is with us. She has got a tremendous, tremendous set of books. The world's first tooth fairy ever. It's a great book series. It's been enjoyed by countless children who follow Abella's enduring adventures and learning valuable life lessons from her tales. What has been the uh, the feedback that you've gotten so far on these books? You know, it's a lot of positive feedback because the story centers around Abella and her best friend. And the message I try to send out in my books is, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to goof up. Adults, kids, anybody. But it's wonderful to have a best friend there that has your back. And um, Abella's a lot more outgoing and a risk taker more so than her little best friend, Darcy. So Darcy is just pretty much there to support Abella. And when Abella does something that she feels bad about, you know, Darcy acknowledges it, but says, oh, but look at all the other good things you did today. I mean, she's a kind of best friend we all need in life. Someone who, you know, lifts us up when we feel bad about ourselves. And I think historically everybody does things and then they feel bad about it. I don't, I think there are very few people that just roll with it if they goof up and hurt someone's feelings or do something. Or at least that's been my experience. <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. Zane Carson Carruth is with us. She has got some amazing, amazing books here. Uh, so what was, what was some of the ideas behind writing some of these books? Because you've got just... a a huge, huge selection of books here. Well, I sat down one Sunday afternoon years ago. I was waiting on my daughter to come home. And um, I just started writing about this little fairy with the idea of my daughter in mind because she's very girly girl, my daughter, and the fairy is. And so it was just a take on that. And then the fairy loses the pearl off of her tooth. And that's kind of how the story of the Tooth Fairy started. She, some little kid found it. She followed him home, and he put it under his pillow. And she just happened to have a dollar bill in her purse, so she was going to get got the pearl out from under the pillow and thought, oh, I can't take his pearl. I just leave him this dollar. So he wakes up and sees her, and, you know, they both scream, and she runs off. But uh, she manages to find her way home. And, uh, you know, tells all her other friends about the little pearls because she lives in Tulip Hollow. And they do a lot of things with these pearls. They pave the roads. They build buildings. So it's a very valuable commodity these little pearls are. So that's why her other tooth fairy friends want to be a tooth fairy so they can get the pearls, too, to contribute to Tulip Hollow society. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is a great guest with us today. She joins us live. Zane Carson Carruth with us today. She joins us here in our program. So take me through the writing process for your very first book. Well, it's writing is a lot of fun because anything can happen. Your, your imagination can just run free with you. You know, like, I mean, doorknobs can fly. Shoes can talk. Of course, we all know that, but... One thing a lot of writers do, including people who write music, is they will hear phrases throughout time, and they just kind of file them away. And, and yep. it's like, 
I'm going to use that in a book. And so I'll write it down. And I have written a storyline around a little phrase that I liked and loved. Like one time my grandson called me up. We were at the rodeo and I said, oh, let's go get some ice cream. And I said, oh, sorry, Brittany, my daughter. Am I being a troublemaker? And he goes, no, you're being an awesome maker. So I thought, that's got to get in my book. So uh, anyway, Abella ends up being called an awesome maker by Darcy because she did something she shouldn't have. And Darcy reminded her of the good things. But that's what writing is about. You just pull from whatever is going on in your life. You just, things you hear, people you know. Um, but what I have learned, you can't force it. Like I always knew I was gonna write a story about the Drift Fairy School. It just didn't work. It, it didn't work until I just said, oh, forget it. And I got the tablet and I just started writing, not knowing what I was gonna say. The words just come. And the, the, the same with the rodeo, didn't have a clue because I was trying too hard, but it wasn't until that I just thought, oh, just write something and it'll come. <laughs> and it did. And it's a great story. And I love it. That's fantastic. It is Zane Carson Carruth. She joins us today. She's an award-winning international children's book author. She joins us today here in a program. So you have won a couple different awards. T tell us about these. Well, they're, uh, the, the nice thing to say, it seems like every time I turn in a book for an award, I will win something. Um, That's great. I, I've won uh, the Storybook Award, the Purple Monster Award, and then I was just told the other day some sort of parent-teacher thing where I haven't actually gotten the, the final, the formal confirmation of it. But and my books are sold all over the world because... They're sold at Walmart, Barnes and Noble, Target, and on Amazon. And I can Google my books and I'll see them in Sweden. And uh, they're, they're just sold all over the world because, you know, what little girl or child doesn't love fairies yes. and friendships? And one of the books, when she gets her magic wand, she follows her brother to a baseball game. You know, so there's something in it for boys. You know, he's playing baseball and... She does something she shouldn't have to the ball. And then there's a frog and an alligator. And, you know, so I try to, um, she had, Abella has a brother, Gage, who's very much involved in the books. So it's something for everyone. But this last book, Abella Goes to the Rodeo, I think kids will really like because I did a lot of research on those bullfighters, bull riders, and barrel men. And uh, so there's a lot to learn in that book in a fun little animated way. That's tremendous. Zane Carsica Ruth with us today. She joins us here on our big broadcast, and she is pretty damn amazing. You've put together some really cool books here. Uh, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of these books? I want them to take away that, you know, it's invaluable to have a best friend. So be a best friend. And if you have one, just treat them just like that. And, you know, just don't kick people when they're down. We all goof up. And to me, some of the my best feelings in the world are when people are kind to me when I have goofed up. They 
and I not try to do that I, with my friends, with my family, with my husband. I don't ever try to just just jump on it and make it worse. It's just like, well, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, hopefully I'll be treated the same way because we all do stuff. I mean, I'm talking little stuff, not robbing a bank, but just little stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you are tremendous. I look forward to uh, chatting with you more. Thanks for making some time for us today and uh, really appreciate you writing these books. Before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you online, social media, the websites, buy your books, everything? Okay. Uh, my website is worldsfirsttoothfairy.com. And um, the, my Instagram is at Z Carson. And then Facebook is Zane Carson. So it's Google me. I'm all over. I mean, it's real, I'm real easy to find because my books are sold at a lot of different places. And actually, the rodeo this year is selling my books in their um, merchandising center. So you can get them there from uh, www.8 Houston Livestock Children Rodeo. HL, the initials. HLRS. That's so. awesome. That's okay. awesome. Well, you are great. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, Zane. Appreciate Thank it, my you. friend. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, my friend. There she goes, and we are going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we have got more coming up. Go to the website, jimmychedwire.com for more. Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in taking the stress and strain out of your move. Whether you have a one-bedroom apartment or a 10-bedroom mansion, you can feel safe and confident that Moving APT will get the job done. On time, hassle-free, and at the guaranteed lowest price. That's right, we will meet or beat any quote. That's our price match guarantee. At Moving APT, we never sacrifice quality or service. Licensed, bonded, and insured, you always get the best price. So if you're planning an out-of-state move within the next 30 to 60 days and you need a full-service moving company, you owe it to yourself to give us a call. We do it all, packing all your belongings, moving and unpacking. Leave the stress and strain behind and call Moving APT, America's number one interstate movers, now. For a free quote, give us a call. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 co-pays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, 
but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914, 800-913-8914. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-791-3232 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-791-3232. That's 800-791-3232. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. The great Frank Fernuccio is going to join us here in just a few moments, and we need to dial up young Frank Fernuccio. I know too many people named Frank. Trying to trying to pull him up on the on the uh, Facebook or whatever it is. Is it the Facebook? This is Frank Vernuccio. Oh. Please leave a message. This is Frank Vernuccio. Please leave a message. So, I guess we don't have Frank Vernuccio. So, I guess we will go to Jane Marla Robbins. Let's find Jane Marla Robbins. Uh... I want to do a quick a quick search here because I eagerly I think hold on a sec I think Jane Marla Robbins I might be wrong I may be wrong. In fact, 
I am wrong. <laughs> I am I am wrong. No. I'm wrong. Apparently I am not right. Okay. So I had a sneaking suspicion that Jane Marla Robbins was in back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. I am completely wrong on that end of things. Not right. Not right at all. So... I am, of course, wrong, as I always am, on things. But it doesn't matter. Let's let's do this. We're going to go to Jane Marla Robbins. She is going to join us here in just a few moments. The fantastic Jane Marla Robbins is going to be back with her return visit here on our big program. And we will call her via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the old Skype Rooney. That Skype Rooney. And uh, we are going to call Jane Marla Robbins here in just a few moments. And, of course, the number supposedly is invalid, according to Skype. So I always love it when... Okay, we'll just do this. We'll just do that. I'll just call... Okay, apparently that number's not right either. So, let's call Jane Marla Robbins. And we will get Jane Marla Robbins in here. The fantastic. Jane Marla Robbins. Hopefully. Hello. And I believe there's the fantastic gal about town. Jane Marla Robbins is on our phone line. How are you, my friend? She's so excited to be talking with you. These conversations make my month. Or whatever they are. What whatever whatever they are. Um, you know. I woke up the other day in a hotel room and I turned on the the local cable channel and they were playing a Rocky movie that had you in it. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, I know her. <laughs> so now, which, which, which one was it? Do you remember? If it's number one, there's a whole scene in a pet shop and I'm... I, I believe it was a pet turtles. shop. Yes, it was a pet shop. Yeah, I'm, I'm shaking my head because on the notes to the audience, I put uh, birdseed in my hair because <laughs> the director had said I had to be really mean. Well, I take direction really well, so short of putting a cigarette out in a fish tank, right? I was mean. Jeez. I say two lines, and Stallone stopped the shoot, grabbed the director, said, why is she so mean? <laughs> So, of course, the director came back to me, because they were in deep collaboration, and said, ah, 
little less mean there. <laughs> and I panicked because I had worked with coaches. I was a big deal, you know. So um, all I could think of was to put birdseed in my hair. And it's a short scene, so perhaps you don't remember. My head is shaking a little bit as if I wanted to get the birdseed out. But it made her a totally different crazy character, which I really love. Certifiable, actually, which actually makes sense from the people who actually ran the pet shop. Well, so I was always amused when people said, that was you? I thought that was a real pet shop owner. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. It is Jane Marla Robbins. She's with us today here on a broadcast. She is a fantastic fantastic individual she is busier than a ferret in a jello fight she's got these books she's got these poems you, you you're doing all sorts of things out there my friend i can't help it that's the truth i just <laughs> seem it's taken how many decades let's not go there to realize yes i am creative i cannot help it i will wake up and write a poem or go to sleep and write a poem or just riding in my car, which is a little more dangerous, I will write a poem. And then I will have the poem published because um, I need to express myself. And the best thing, James, this has happened recently, is many people are coming to me saying, you know, I really was so depressed. I was given up and I picked up your book of dog poems or the other one, Laughing Buddha. And I feel so much better. You saved my life. That's a quote from some woman who is wow. in a rehab center uh, who had just had a hip operation. But she was totally lucid. I have to add that, right? <laughs> saved your life. <laughs> anyway, that made me so, so happy. That's fantastic. I mean, that the word was that powerful, you know, because you have spoken word. Word is word, right? In the beginning, yes. it's the word. Yes. So it has some energy and power. And uh, I'm glad to be part of that committee. Well, I think it's <laughs> fantastic. I think it's great. Jane Marla Robbins with us today. She's an actress. She's an author. She's a life coach. She is a poet. And uh, she has got poems of COVID-19 in lockdown the first three months. This book just keeps selling. Uh, how did you figure out how to create a book that people would buy over and over and over again for a long time. Actually, a friend of mine in New York that I went to high school with, I heard she had COVID. This is in March 2000, or, you know, what, two years ago, please? Yeah. And um, two years ago, gee. So two years ago, and um, that's another thing I can't help. Oh, someone's so sick, how can I help? So I sent her actually the first poem in the book, and she said, Janie, you know, I think you should write more COVID poems, but you better hurry up because it's going to be over soon and it's going to lose. Boy, was she wrong. <laughs> and she, you know, it can't be right all the time, right? So, um, I don't know. As I said, I take direction really well. So, I thought, why not? Because however my writing talent is, I'm sure if people had told me, write a book about A, B, C, D, I always felt I would do it. But... Being self-motivated, it takes a longer time. Yes. Anyway, so I wrote it. I got it out there within three months. And, uh, and actually, it was enough because I'm such a sensitive person that focusing on this 
certainly then it was a really deadly disease. It took it takes takes its toll, as they say. But apparently, some of the poems are very upbeat. And the first poem in the book I sent to Jack Heller, an actor friend of mine, and he said, Jane. Would you mind if I sent it to everybody in my email because this has been so uplifting? And I'm like, really? (laughs) Yeah, as we were saying, the power of the word, it never ceases to amaze and thrill me. Well, you are are very, very, very good at this, this word. Uh, Jane Marla Robbins with us today. She inspires lots and lots of people. And uh, as an actress, you've seen many of her good credits. We've already gotten into some of that, but um, you've also you you're you're fantastic successfully in the uh, publishing world. Uh, tell us about where you get the ideas for some of these poems, and if you could read a couple for us. I well, since we're talking about COVID nineteen, I just happen to have. <laughs> The book right here. Fantastic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a. It's kind of such a sweet. We could do it with some sweet today. Here we go. It's about the little girl next door. It's called Coakley's Crayons, and it starts with. And that, remember, this is two years ago. The coronavirus has kept her home. Coakley, she is six. My neighbor's little girl. And today she visited, found my pastel crayons, and she did a drawing of the two of us. There's a sun in the upper left corner, and in the middle, a rainbow, four times taller than me and Coakley, who has never heard of Noah's Ark, of God giving him a rainbow as a promise he would never again destroy the earth. Then next to the rainbow, Coakley drew... A tree, thick with green leaves, green grass under it, under us and under the rainbow, blue, red, purple, yellow, pink. And this is her world, and this is ours. Wow. I think we forget that sometimes, the beauty, the awe, the positive vision of what our life is, can be. We have got Jane Marla Robbins with us today. She joins us live. Poems of COVID-19. We all appreciate her great, great poems, and uh, she joins us here on our big broadcast. So as far as uh, your poems go, what, what, what has been one or two of these that have resonated the most with people? Good question, James, because I think it depends on the person. Like, I I picked three poems that I might read today. And one is about Paris, and it's kind of spiritual. They all have spirit, they all have emotion, they all have blah, 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 COVID. But I think people who love Paris are so, always say, oh my God, and I love the Paris poem. And then there's a poem in here, which you may have, I may even have read it, or at least we talked about our other dog poems, because as you know, I have a dog, and uh, he inspires a few lines every so often. So people who have dogs, or wish they did, they're like, oh my God, that was so funny, that was so perfect, thank you so much. So that seems to be, it's the audience. That's why when you know people talk about the critics coming and seeing a play and either panning it or loving it, it has 
probably as much to do with the critic as it has to do with the play or the poem. So those two poems I chose possibly for today just because who doesn't love Paris and who doesn't love dogs, right? That's right. That's right. So, so you you you've got this dog which is fantastic. You 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 you've got a lot of great things going on there. Um Tell us this poem here. Okay, here's the dog poem from two years yes. ago, mind you. It's called, Says My Dog. Terrible, it's terrible. Everybody is so unfriendly. They think COVID droplets could be sitting on my beautiful curly coat. Well, they're being careful. They don't want to die. I certainly don't want my mistress to die. She feeds me. It tells me jokes. Not so many about the virus, actually none. And I'm not allowed to jump up on anybody or sit in anybody's lap except hers. People say that these viruses come from bats, pigs, fish. Gives animals a bad name. And I am sick of this sheltering. My mistress is so antsy at home, crazy, frustrated, lonely, furious, in denial, eating too much. It's really not as much fun as before. Oh, sure, I put up a good front. It's my job. Actually, it's my nature, smiling, licking, wagging, prancing. I'm a dog. It's in my DNA to cheer her up. Except I do know she needs people as well as me. Strange, since mainly she's enough for me. We sleep together, run, laugh together. What more does she want? A man? Oh, they're only more work. And she has enough work now taking care of me in the house and herself. You watch me. I know what it's about. I have somebody to love. She loves me. I sleep, walk, run, I sit in the sun, I smell the grass. I have a good time with a virus, without a virus. Really, she could learn a thing or two from me. (laughs) (laughs) What a clever dog. (laughs) It is Jane Marla Robbins. She's with us today here on our broadcast. So what has been the reaction to the... uh to the to the dog poetry and everything that you do. Well, that was the, the poem where I said that this ninety six woman left me a message saying you you saved my life. Yes, yes. Book. Something about dogs makes her happy, or I'm happy thinking about dogs, <laughs> and that happiness gets transferred to her, or the fact that the dogs are happy and I'm happy and she's happy reading it makes her feel. You know, it could save her life. She was in a rehab center, which was so depressing. I mean, really, anybody in your audience, you, me, let's not go there. Stay away. Stay away. Because right now, as you know, we don't have enough nurses anywhere. We don't have enough doctors. So just stay healthy. That's my wish for everybody. (laughs) Well, one of, one of the things that uh, I also like about you is that you have another great book out there, Acting Techniques for Everyday Life. And, you know, we need some acting techniques out there, it seems. Um, I, there are so 
suddenly if you start going out again, it's really useful. Yes. I always needed them. That's why I wrote the book. I didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) There was all these situations where I'd be really tense, and um, I'd felt judged by someone in my family or whatever it was. And so I just wanted to hide in a corner, you know, at a party. I just want to be invisible because I... And, you know, on stage, of course, I mean, I don't you've seen the reviews, New York Times, three columns, picture, rave, 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 full of self-confidence, and they said I looked good, and none of those feelings did I have off the stage. So I finally put six and six together and went, whoa, what are the techniques that I use when I'm on a stage to look and feel self-confident? Even, even beautiful. I mean, I had a lot of reasons to want to look ugly for a long time. Jealousy from my sister, from my mother, and I didn't know I was attractive. But all of that, somehow on a stage, all those terrible judgmental voices, which I think keep us from being all we can be, not to use a cliche, oh, to use a cliche. I mean, how is it that we could, how, how, and I need to ask myself this more myself, what do I need to do to become most fully myself, to most fully enjoy my life? And certainly if you're hiding under a desk, it's not going to be your best day. So I took the techniques that I had learned from actually 40 teachers, 40 acting teachers, and I thought, well, let's see, would this apply to real life? And then I started teaching the techniques to non-actors for their lives. And then I wrote the book, and I've been coaching ever since. Amazing. It is Jane Marla Robbins. She's with us today here on our broadcast. Acting Techniques for Everyday Life is a fantastic read. So what's been some feedback you've gotten on that book? Oh, well, again, and it's funny because that thing, that woman who said I saved her life, I still get emails from old students saying, you know, you changed my life so much for the better. But really, they changed it. But they came to the right place because I have an intuition and I just know what crazy technique to give people. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And when you think about, well, what's an acting technique? Isn't it limited? Well, trust me, with all the teachers I've had and all the actors I've known, it's about self-transformation. I mean, Dustin Hoffman playing a man, playing a woman, whatever he's playing, you know. Yes. How, how does he do it? Well, what, what he does, actually, one of the things he does, which proves my painting thing works, so in my role action, right, any crazy idea I give these people, so before he shoots, he climbs up on the gaffer's lighting or some cameraman, and he says the dirtiest words he can think of. Well, the man almost falls off the thing. But there's so much, you know, excitement and craziness and fear and enormous surprise that it gives him the energy to go into the scene with 100 volts. Interesting, right? And I had an acting teacher who always told that story to prove that it didn't matter what you used you could use Sandy Meisner's technique. You could use Lee Strasberg. You could use your grandmother's technique, right? But the bottom line is, if it works for you, and it's going to work differently for everybody. So sometimes, because we were talking before about the power of the word, one of my favorite, 
favorite people I've ever coached, who's kind of become a friend, although that's it's hard when you're a teacher. You really have to keep, and particularly when you're a coach because you're getting a lot of power because they come to you to change their life and their being. And it's not that I ever change it, but they give the room and with me in it the power to do that because they're ready to do that for themselves. And this woman, she just read the book. I don't know how she found it, but she was convinced I could help her. But the words themselves, when she read them, clearly woke up in her the courage and the belief that she could change her life. And she did. And she's, she, she was scared of men. She has a boyfriend now. Her, her company's worth a million bucks. She was scared it was going to be in the toilet. Can I use that word on radio? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you never know. You never know who shows up or what their issues are. But I listen. It's what you do very well. And there's a kind of grace in listening. It's got to be in the Bible somewhere. All right? Listen to the little children for they're really, really smart. I, I don't know what it says. But listening is a, is a very powerful technique, and people forget it. I'm sure it's, I mean, I don't even know if it's in the book, but I know so many people have come to me, oh, I get so nervous when I have to meet somebody new. And the power of listening, even that's a technique. And one of the acting teachers, Sandy Meisner, says it's all about listening when you're in, on stage. Yes. Taking it in, processing, it's what you do so well. So happy to be back on the show, James. Hello. Well, I'll tell you, you you are amazing. You have got some amazing stuff going on. So what is next for you as an author? You've written all sorts of books here. What's next for you, my friend? Well, there is a book. It's uh, part comedy, part serious, part satire, and uh, it's got... A crazy autoimmune disease in the title, and the word, the musical after it. <laughs> in other words, it's allowing me to be totally insane, which I think at this period in our country's insanity is perfect. <laughs> I'll blend right in, right? So it's three part. And I talk about music also because some of my best friends have been musicians. Does, does that sound like a racist remark? No. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. The people who wrote Chorus Line, Marvin Hamlish, these are all friends of mine. And the power of music is not to be underestimated, but we're talking about poetry. I think we're even talking about prose, and we're talking about speech. There is inherent music in all of it, whether it's a simple melody that puts a baby to sleep, or it's, as a poet, certainly, I work on the music of a line. And writing prose, it's the same thing. Because that underlying music, that invisible magic, influences hearts and minds. I don't know how it does. My best friend is a concert pianist, and uh, she speaks that music deeply. Anna Norberg, she used to tour all over the world for the United States Information Agency. She was like an ambassador with her trio understanding that somehow the power of music would win hearts and minds all over the world. So I'm moving into music. I was going to be a concert pianist, actually. And I, I, I can't even read music. I, I met my friend Anna in college, and I, I'm like, I can't do what she says, and I don't want to be alone in a room. I think I'll be an actress. I got 33 laughs in that last one-woman play. And let's face it, that's a terrible drug. I don't know about you, 
you laugh a lot. But man, when you're on a stage and you get those laughs, it's like heroin. And I don't know from heroin, but Billy Crystal said it was even better than heroin. And that may be, you know, him talking metaphorically, or maybe he knows that it's true. It's as addictive a drug as anything I can think. For me, it is so delicious, and I probably take a little far. It doesn't matter where I am, I make people laugh. But I'm, and, and as you know, I'm also very serious. Oh, here's a great story about that. Harold Corman was a great Broadway director in the 1920s, all Clifford Odette's plays, and then he was teaching acting, and he was one of my teachers. And he would make us laugh. He was known for making people laugh. And then he shared, yes, you guys, I make you laugh when your mouths are open. Then I pop down a pill of truth because truth is a hard pill to swallow. Fabulous I stuff. Know. Fabulous stuff, my friend. Well, Jane, before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you uh, on well, social media, the me, websites? Robbins at gmail.com. Or if you just want to learn more about me and the books, and there, was, there are poems, and there's a chapter from the acting book at com. Probably those are the best ways. Jane Marla Robbins at Gmail or Jane Marla Robbins dot com. Fantastic. Paul James. He knows more about me than most people <laughs> I know by now. <laughs> well, you are amazing, Jane. I look forward to chatting with you more and uh, have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. And you stay safe and as brilliant and smart as ever. Thrilling to hear you. Thank you, my okay, friend. Bye. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Appreciate it, my friend. There she goes. That's Jane Marla Robbins, the fantastic Jane Marla Robbins. Get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. Lots of things happening. We are going to take a break, and the great Sandra Lee is on the way here on our big broadcast. Sandra Lee coming up here in Mere Moments. Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in taking the stress and strain out of your move. Whether you have a one-bedroom apartment or a ten-bedroom mansion, you can feel safe and confident that Moving APT will get the job done. On time, hassle-free, and at the guaranteed lowest price. That's right, we will meet or beat any quote. That's our price match guarantee. At Moving APT, we never sacrifice quality or service. Licensed, bonded, and insured, you always get the best price. So if you're planning an out-of-state move within the next 30 to 60 days and you need a full-service moving company, you owe it to yourself to give us a call. We do it all, packing all your belongings, moving and unpacking. Leave the stress and strain behind and call Moving APT, America's number one interstate movers, now. For a free quote, give us a call. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? 
you'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need We are going to get a hold of Sandra Lee. We are going to attempt to get a hold of Sandra Lee. Chaotic, so we're going to see if Sandra Lee will pick up the phone. Hello, this is Sandra Lee of Sandra oh, Lee no. Enterprises. And Sandra the- Lee Enterprises. Let's try Sandra again. Sandra Lee Enterprises, hello. Hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you, my friend? Are you in Kansas? I am unfortunately in Kansas. What are you doing in Kansas? That's where I live. Where, 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 where did you think we lived, Sandra? I don't know. I didn't know where you live. Well, I, I've been I've been trying to get the hell out of Kansas for like ten years, but um, <laughs> oh, gee, but Liz. it's. Uh, but you know, I I called you last week. Yes, we have had you. all sorts of fun with cell phones. Basically, my cell phone, I broke my phone. And my phone is tied to all my other phones. And so <laughs> it is just well, my been phone, a mess. So me, I called you today on Skype. Really? I called you today on Skype so we could get Sandra Lee in here. Um, Sandra, what do you oh, make? Oh, you did? You called me on Skype? How cute is that? <laughs> I love that. What 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 do you make of uh, Uncle Joe Biden getting Putin to back down? Oh, what do you think God. about well, this? Actually, now, are we on the radio now? Yes, we are live. We are live, oh, my well, friend. Let, let me tell you something. I, I never say anything nice about Joe Biden, but today he was almost civil and human and presidential. I, mean, I really thought he did a almost reasonable job today when he spoke on television about um, his stand in Ukraine. But I think the whole thing is a complete mess. And yes. it shouldn't have gone this far, you know. So he, but he's done plenty wrong. He set a terrible example. 
with every decision that he's made from day one, yes. he's made our country look weak and stupid. And so it's hard to take what he's doing now, even when he speaks well, better than he usually does. It's hard to take him seriously. <laughs> and the last thing I wrote about him, I, and this is how frustrated I get, it's called Let Me Entertain You. Sandra Lee's solutions, and they're not very good. You know, it's like I wrote my Dear Donald letter, and I'm so, you can see, I'm so angry. I'm angry with him, and I'm angry with, not with Donald, because Donald I love, but I'm angry with Joe Biden. I think he's doing a really, really bad job. In my opinion, we are living in an upside-down world. We have a ton of problems to solve. But from where I sit, this administration is not solving anything. It's unbelievable to me and uh, almost all the Americans. You see his poll ratings. They're ridiculously low. They're taking all of the problems that Donald solved when he used all kinds of brilliant strategies in his administration. And they're not only recreating these problems, but they're making them far worse than they were. You know, I spent many years, James, as a public school teacher, yeah. and I must say that if I were writing to Donald, I'd say, Donald, this administration is giving me an erase-the-board obsession. Hand <laughs> me an eraser and a piece of chalk, please, because i got to erase this. Just got to erase the board. Erase the board. Erase this insane Democratic idea of Safe injection sites for drug addicts. Did you see what's going on all over the country with drug addicts? I what think... neighborhoods want hundreds of addicts lining up and spilling out of agencies that give addicts free heroin, free meth, free needles, free injection, and they're like on the street and, and they're, they're half passed out. They're not getting any real help for their addiction. There were 100,000 deaths from drug overdoses on our streets last year. So let's keep encouraging drug addiction yes. by making access to drugs and drug paraphernalia <laughs> easily accessible on city street corners and at government-run centers. What kind of terrible idea is that? James, tell me, is that a good idea? I don't really think that's no. a great idea. <laughs> Not a great idea. You know, I lived in New York for a long time, and I was there when Rudy Giuliani was mayor. And this was years ago. He was mayor of New York City, and he solved this problem. It wasn't so complicated. He got all the addicts off the streets and into treatments. They need treatment. They need help. You can't just give them a free place to live. They need treatment. Try walking through Central Park today. Try today in 2022. Oh, that's a mess. I met a policeman at the post office the other day here in Ohio, and I was mailing a package to New York. And this policeman was talking to me about New York, where I once lived. And he wanted to take his kids to see New York, but he can't now. Because all of the city is infested with drug addicts or homeless. This is true of many Democrat cities. It's not just New York. It's all over the country. Opening three drug injection sites in cities is a huge mistake. One recovered drug addict warned that this mistaken policy, you know, some people do get better from drug addictions, not many. It's a tough path back. But this man had gotten his way back, and he was sharing on television, you can't enable these addicts and give them free drugs. 
because what you're doing is you're leading them to either being dead on the street or getting in jail. Well, not anymore because they don't put anybody in jail. No. They just bring them in, say hello to them, get them a cup of coffee, and send them <laughs> hey, back. say hello to them and get them a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm no, really. And they're That's killing people. Awesome. Did you see what happened today? Somebody literally got killed by somebody who'd been arrested and let go, I think it was 40 times. Oh, yeah. And you're telling me this isn't crazy? This is crazy. And that's not the only thing. How, how is this for comedy? Or should we say tragedy of the year? Biden keeps telling us that he's getting control of the border while millions of migrants keep coming into the country and are bust from sea to shining sea with money and all kinds of uh, things that will help them get whatever they need and they get into school. And some of these kids are trafficked. This is not all uh, happy-go-lucky, wonderful stuff. And this whole farce is bringing hundreds of thousands, not hundreds, not thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of meth into the country every day. Every day there's more coming in. An untold amount of fentanyl aimed at destroying our youth. The solution is to secure the border, which Donald, oh, Donald, you did that beautifully. But do you see what Biden's doing to the border? I mean, today... Today, there were hundreds and hundreds of people coming in from all over the world. All the science is showing us how much abuse is done to students in school. And do you think they can get these kids back in school without masks? I mean, there's no science that promotes them having masks. And we're still fighting this. And look what's happening in Canada. Look what's happening in Canada. I mean, what is going on? Are we trying to make uh, dictators of all the leaders in the world? Those truck drivers aren't being unreasonable. They're just saying enough is enough. And I think the star of today's show is Memphis BLM Black Lives Matter founder who was convicted of money fraud and sentenced to jail. You know, oh, no, I'd miss this. Three houses. Yeah, she bought three really big expensive houses. So much for Black Lives Matter. <laughs> black Lives Do Matter. Good but Lord. that organization is full of baloney. And today's outrageous dilemma with Russia. I mean, I didn't mind Biden's speech. It was almost presidential. But he shouldn't even be in this position because what he's doing with Russia and with China and with critical race theory and with parents' rights in school and with sabotaging business and, and every, it's outrageous. Donald Trump didn't have these problems. He solved them all and more, including Russia, China, Iran, Afghanistan, North Korea, and Iraq. Donald Trump was a solution. And all I can say is, Donald, please come back and close (laughs) the curtain on this Biden horror show. Well, there's a lot of people that are wanting wanting Trump back. And uh, I I know that there's been a poll recently that... um, among Democrats, they don't want Biden to run for re-election. <laughs> no, a lot of Democrats are moving over to the Republican Party. A lot of uh, uh, people from, from all walks of life and from all party affiliations, they want Trump back. They weren't so thrilled with his personality. You know, he's a New York street guy. And I realize that some people have a hard time with that. I have no problem with it at all. <laughs> I can handle it. But a lot of people can't. Can I'm one it. of the suburban women 
who is not offended by it at all. But even suburban women now are saying, are you kidding me? What is going on here is outrageous. And they're starting to respect, if not the way Donald speaks, maybe they don't like the way he looks, the way he dresses, but they sure liked his policies. And they sure liked the way he cleaned up so many bad situations around the world. They sure liked his strength. They want a little of that back. Yeah. Well, Sandra, before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you on social media and the websites and watch your TV show and everything else? You know what, honey? Go to Barnes & Noble and get my book. That would make me very happy. Okay. get my book. Go to a regular bookstore. Don't go to Amazon. My book, Dear Donald, Letters from a Loving Deplorable, or get my book, Dear Donald, Four More Years. Oh, boy, they really love that one. Let me tell you, they wanted to get rid of that book. <laughs> I but, wanted um, that one gone. And then the third one I'm writing is Dear Donald, A Rainbow in a Winter Sky. Honey, I'm looking out my window at eight feet of snow. The, the skies are gray. The trees are barren. It's freezing cold. You're lucky if you get eight degrees here in Cleveland, Ohio. So I have a very bleak picture at my window at the moment, but I'm writing a book called A Rainbow in a Winter Sky because guess what? Seasons change. Spring is coming. And along with it, you're going to see Donald Trump not only bringing more and more Republicans into the Congress and into the Senate, but you're going to see him running for president. So you better go get a red cap and get ready. Well, I'll tell you, it is... uh... It is pretty fantastic, and uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. And we will talk to you next week, Sandra. I appreciate it. Well, my I hope so. You scared me. I thought something happened. <laughs> no, no, just uh, modern technology strikes again, my friend. Yeah, not me. Fight with my computer and my printer. You would think you would think that I was uh, absolutely brain dead. I can't remember how to make this printer work like. So my friends tell me, well, just unplug it and let it rest and plug it in again and see if that works. I've tried everything else. Modern day stuff, kiddo. And I'm pretty good at it. But don't you have days when you're just frustrated? Very frustrated. the phone just won't behave itself? Yes. Well, Sandra, I will talk to you next week. Have yourself a wonderful week, my friend. And now I know where you live. You're in Salina, Kansas. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Sandra, have have a good day, my friend. I'll I'll talk to you next week. You too. Thank you, my friend. There she goes. That is Sandra Lee. And that wraps it up here from our big... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.